this is Roger Green, host of the Surfing the Nash Tsunami podcast. This week, we are celebrating our third birthday, which was on April 15th, along with our breaking the 150,000 download barrier a week earlier. Over this weekend, we are releasing five conversations from the main podcast recording session, in which Stephen Harrison, Jorn Schottenberg, Louise Campbell, and I recounted highlights from the last three years on the podcast and in the fatty liver community at large. These serve as companions to the three special conversations we released yesterday, each containing one of the interviews we conducted as part of this week's episode. This conversation uses Stephen Harrison's self-introduction from Season 1, Episode 1 as a base from which to reflect on several different elements of the spring of 2020. The onset of the COVID-19 pandemic, the Phase 3 failure of Elifibrinor, the obetacolic acid complete response letter, and the path for Louise Campbell to become a permanent surfer on the podcast. After that, we discuss how Jorn Schottenberg first came to the podcast at the Digital ILC later that year. As we wrap up this conversation, we remember our response after the OCA complete response letter, wherein a consultant took a position that accelerated approvals might disappear completely. Stephen responded with passion, and we talk about the idea that good energy makes for good podcasting. Before we dive into this conversation, I want to thank the three sponsors of our celebration, Madrigal Pharmaceuticals, Novo Nordisk, and Inventiva Pharma, along with some of the patient advocacy organizations that have been supporters since we started the podcast, notably including the Global Liver Institute, Nash Knowledge, the Fatty Liver Foundation, and the Fatty Liver Alliance. Finally, I want to thank Louise Campbell, who joined me for all three interviews and has been with us since episode four of year one, and Stephen Harrison and Jorn Schottenberg, our two other lead surfers who've been along throughout this three-year journey. So the other thing I'll do real quickly, Stephen, is let me play another piece of tape, which is you introducing yourself to everybody. Stephen Harrison. I am a gastroenterologist and hepatologist in San Antonio, Texas. And I focus my energies these days on non-alcoholic fatty liver disease in three main areas. One, epidemiology, helping to define the prevalence of this disease and the severity of the disease here in Texas predominantly. And then also non-invasive testing. I work with the Litmus Consortium and run the Work Package 5, which is focused on imaging non-invasive testing for NASH. And then finally, I work at Pinnacle Clinical Research, where I have a site focused on NASH clinical trial enrollment. And then I run a site network called Summit Clinical Research as well. Happy to be a part of this terrific group of people to debate and talk about the current issues in NASH, particularly as it relates to the virus at present. In the field of NASH, the past year has been kind of a daunting year, to say the least. And I've been on the front end of some negative clinical data relative to NASH. It's refreshing to finally get some positive news actually several bits of positive news recently with several different companies pressing positive results, most recently with the Caro showing positive data and being the PI on that study is an honor for sure. So that was three years ago, Guy. Stephen Harrison. And I'm still grinding it out, doing the same type of work, but more and more positive data continue to come forth. And, you know, that I believe that data that we talked about with the CARO back then was the balance trial. And since then, the Harmony trial is read out. And soon we'll have data from the Symmetry trial and F4 patients. And 
And of course, uh, along the way, we've had the Madrigal data readout on multiple phase threes, or at least two big phase threes, Maestro Naffold one and Maestro Nash, and a covey of additional positive data sets from other smaller biotech companies in phase 2A and 2B. And I think, you know, there's a lot of positive momentum. I know we're going to talk about where we've come in the past three years, and I'll save a little bit of my gunpowder for that, but uh, good times. Yeah. I agree. Just to everybody keep in mind, that was April 2020. When we launched and Stephen said that, GenFit had not yet released their non-response results from uh, phase three of Elifibrinor. And we thought that OCA looked promising at the FDA. In fact, the first three months of this podcast were about an awful lot of downers all at the same time on that front. But we'll come back to that in a minute. Louise, do you recall the circumstances around your first appearance here? Louise Campbell. Yeah, recall, uh, we met via LinkedIn, I think. I think just going back to the recording you showed at the first episode, I got into the first episode and then caught up on the four, but enjoyed every one of them. And it wasn't because I was any one of the or target audience that was named in that initial launch, but that I was somebody who was interested in liver field and advancing my knowledge and looking at NASH and NAFLD, which was taking over from viral hepatitis, which was my previous strength and the majority of the patients that we saw at Imperial and within our research unit and we were now doing more and more clinical trials and I think we had a lot of screen failures there were reasons to look to try and improve these and of course it was COVID so COVID was just hitting and so therefore I'm not the only nurse I'm sure that's been hooked from the beginning and I enjoyed the banter that went on between the four of you at Stephen and Peter and some agreed some didn't agree but that's actually what a good conversation is about challenging perspectives and I think listening to the Stephen's intro. He's gone on from strength to strength. We now, as we discussed, have Nailine IT, which has come out of that last section of what you were saying there about your interest in non-invasive technologies and driving that. So I think it still applies today, but with bigger halos and bigger strengths around it. But I think I was just being a little bit the gobby nurse from London in liver and fighting for patients at that stage. And that's how we hooked up. And I got strong armed into this. <laughs> well, yes. Actually, you know, uh, the first great example of improv in the history of this podcast. It's a half an hour before episode four, and I get a call from Yasmin saying she can't do the podcast anymore. And I rack my brains for who do we know that can come on in a half hour's notice and do the podcast. And I roll the dice and reached out to you and you were available. We had no time to do an intro for you. This was your intro. As we get started, a couple of things are different and a lot of things are the same. We are without Yasmin today. She was unable to join us. Fortunately, we have an excellent guest sitting in with us, Louise Campbell. Louise is a patient advocate and a nurse activist based mostly in London, a couple of other places. She'll talk about that. And among her other honors, was selected as the Hepatology Nurse of the Year in 2018 by the British Journal of Nursing. As a patient advocate, Louise's perspective is likely to be different than Yaz's as a, an investor or an analyst, but equally valuable in its own right. And we're really excited to have her with us. Good afternoon, Louise. Good afternoon, um, everybody. Nice to be invited and thank you very much. And then we just went on. And that was episode four. And then we'll just lurch forward a little bit to the last day of Easel 2020, which was the first virtual conference we ever did. And Stephen, you suggested that we might have Jorn join us. Thanks, Roger. And sorry for getting ahead of you there. Uh, I'm uh... And uh, yeah, my name is Jan Schattenbeck. I'm uh, the director of the Metabolic Liver Research Center uh, in Mainz, uh, that's in Germany, um, and located in Germany. And um, I'm a gastroenterologist, hepatologist uh, with a special interest on 
the studying of, of pathophysiological mechanisms of patients with non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, um, the development of novel diagnostic and, and, and prognostic tools, I think, and, and, and therapy, of course. And uh, I'd really like to you know, thank you for inviting me to this very special and interesting uh, podcast here. Happy to serve with you guys uh, this afternoon. And let me just add, Roger, in addition to being a world-renowned hepatologist with a multifaceted focus across a wide range of liver disease, he's tied for probably one of the top nicest hepatologists on the planet with Jean-Francois Defour. So uh, hats off to you, Jorn. Thanks for joining us today. It does include you talking about how accomplished he was and saying that he's also the nicest guy in hepatology. And that was your Ever since he's been a wee bairn, he's been super nice. Yeah, he, he has. Although your, your partner in crime, uh, Dr. Nuruddin, has given him a, uh, a different look of Yorn, which uh, people have commented What's on. the Syrian viewpoint? Well, he, he's American adopted, so... Uh, he compares to actors. He has uh, described Yorn as the Matt Damon of hepatology. It's better to be the Matt Damon of hepatology than the John Wick of hepatology. <laughs> <laughs> Yorn Schottenberg. As long as you blow away fibrosis, it works, I guess. Yeah. I, I don't remember exactly. I remember the quote, and I guess there is a good thing of being called a nice guy, but you can also just be the nice guy and not nothing else. So, but I know how Stephen meant it. So uh, thank you for that, Stephen. And thank you for introducing me. Yeah, you're welcome. I, the only other person I've ever kind of had a comparison to would be Quentin Anstey. And I, I always call him the Thomas Jefferson of hepatology. He's he's like the elder statesman, the, the guy that politically knows everything, to, the right thing to say and when to say it. Mm-hmm. He's, he's better spoken and his English expressions, I think we learned from him a lot, right? Well, that's true. I have to tell you, Jorn, from the first time you came on, every episode you did produced really high ratings. And it wasn't high ratings in Germany, not only in Germany, although you, we did a little better in Germany when you were on, but it was high ratings everywhere. Well, I remember uh, getting to the podcast through looking for some interpretation of the FDA complete response letter. And then I come, I'm not sure, I must have Googled it. And then I caught Stephen's name in, in some recording. And I think this was it. So this is how I got to know the podcast. Well, we're glad you got here. Yeah, we certainly are. Stephen, that particular episode, the uh, FDA complete response letter has been cited by people as the strongest emotion demonstrated yet on a podcast episode three and a half years later, if you recall. And I think, frankly, the one time we ever put anything on air that turned out to be dead wrong. Really? Well, if you recall, we had a regulatory consultant on who suggested that the FDA might decide that they were going to do away with accelerated approval and conditional endpoints and look only to outcomes. And if you recall, you um, you responded appropriately. Yeah, well, there's certain things that generate a visceral response from me, and that individual had a unique way of pulling that out. Maybe that was – did you stage that, no. Roger? No, I didn't. And in fact, uh, Donna, has, who recommended him in the first place, has apologized to me two or three times subsequently, although I don't know that she's ever apologized to you. And, and, and none needed. I mean, at the end of the day, everybody's entitled to their opinion, and some are more right than others. And it made for a great episode, by the way. I mean, people just sat back and went, whoa. Well, that's true. There's stuff that's made for television, and there's stuff that's made for podcast, and that made for good podcast fodder. And now, back to Roger. 
We hope you've enjoyed this recording. Creating and fostering this podcast over the past three years and in the process getting to know the fatty liver community has been one of the most rewarding experiences of my professional life. We all want to express our deepest gratitude to the thousands of you who have downloaded our episodes and particularly those who have shared your stories or reactions with us over time. If you have any questions or comments about the content of this conversation or the entire episode, please put them in the review section of the page from which you downloaded this conversation or send an email to questions at surfingnash.com. Next week, we will be joined by French endocrinologist Cyril Kelsey for a fantastic discussion of the intersections between endocrinology and hepatology, looking at issues ranging from clinical research to care pathways. The Nash Tsunami team is really excited about this discussion, and you should be as well. So until then, stay safe, surf on. We'll see you on the podcast. Bye-bye now.